You're listening to the Joyous Journeys in Life and Business podcast, episode number 48. In today's episode, I interview Jamie Abbott, who is an international keynote speaker and public speaking coach. In this episode, Jamie will talk to you about some of the top tips of how to find paid speaking gigs, how to improve your public speaking, and of course, how to overcome some of the fears that may come up for you when thinking about public speaking opportunities. Jamie was recently a guest speaker in my Solid membership, and that training is in the portal right now. I know that the members gained so much from listening to Jamie's talk and presentation in the Solid membership that I definitely wanted to invite her on to speak to you here on Joyous Journeys. Welcome to the Joyous Journeys in Life and Business podcast. I'm your host, Sharon Joy, and on this show, we talk about inspirational journeys in life and entrepreneurship. Through soulful conversations with inspiring guests, you're sure to get clear, get organized, get enlightened, and get moving on your dream business with the perfect blend of strategy and alchemy. Welcome back to the Joyous Journeys in Life and Business podcast. Today, I'm very excited to introduce my friend, Jamie Abbott, who's going to be speaking with us today about public speaking and being paid to speak. Welcome, Jamie. Thank you for having me, Sharon. I just noticed we are live, so I just quickly shared it on my my Facebook as well. It's always exciting when it's really live. (laughs) Love it. Love love a good live stream. Love a good live stream. So Jamie has recently been a guest in my Solid membership, which was a fantastic session that people found really, really helpful. Um, And I couldn't think of a better way to share her work than also have her here on the podcast. So if you don't know Jamie, Jamie is an award-winning media professional and international keynote speaker and has spent two decades in the industry working as a radio and TV journalist, political media advisor, managing director of her own public speaking and media training company, and a communications advisor for the Royal Australian Air Force. She was an elected independent councillor on the Port Stephens Council for over four years up until 2021 and absolutely rocked her political life with babes on hips, which I just love. In 2011, Jamie was deployed to Afghanistan, where she worked as the chief media trainer in Kabul for six months for Headquarters International Security Assistance Force. In this role, she trained over 100 international general officers on how to master media interviews. Jamie has an MBA, a Master of Strategic People Management, a Bachelor of Communication, and is a graduate of the IACD Company Directors course and is a mama of two toddler boys. In 2022, Jamie launched her online course called Pay to Speak, very, very successfully, I might add, which shows entrepreneurs how to become highly paid speakers. Welcome, Jamie. You have had such an illustrious career. I love, love, love your story. It's really, truly inspiring and incredible. Oh, thanks, Sharon. I'm exhausted hearing all that. I'm like, oh. Probably a bit of trauma in there, thinking back to all that stress. Yeah, I'll look at I mean, a lot of what I've done has been pre-kids. Definitely uh, having two little little boys uh, is an extra barrier, but I love them very much. But, yeah, definitely I'm a little more, a bit more slow these days <laughs> looking after two toddlers. But thanks yeah. for having me on your show. I'm really grateful to be here. It's fabulous to have you. And, you know, I guess 
someone who's gone from that really high pressure career to an entrepreneur, how, how is that working out for you? I love it. It's actually really interesting because I'm in the same program as you, Tina Towers, her empire builder. And I have found, and Tina has said this to me, that the online business world attracts introverts. And I can see why, because you're sitting in your office by yourself for hours at a time, putting together your videos, talking to yourself. Uh, and it's an introvert's dream, really. And um, But I love it, but I still need that human connection. And we all went away. Um, I went to Uluru. We went to Hawaii recently with Tina Tower. And a lot of people who were in this retreat that I was on were introverts. And they loved having that me time and their retreat to their room. And then I had two hours by myself at the Cheesecake Factory in, in Waikiki. <laughs> and I was sad. I needed my cup filled. And I sat at the bar by myself feeling like such a loser, even though there was other people by themselves. But um, as an extrovert, that that part's challenging because I love it now we're, we're connecting and we're talking. But a lot of the time when you're an online course creator, you are on your own. <laughs> you really are. Yeah. You really are. And I mean, I've recently, you know, I, I've recognized that I'm an ambivert. So I, I need, like, I love there's that extroverted side of me where I love being around other people and get really energized from conversation and company. And then there's that other part of me that likes to retreat. And so I was finding that there was too much retreating and I've had to kind of change up what I was doing in my business and with my time so I could balance that a little bit better because I was finding I was getting you know totally socially awkward and maybe even a little bit of a fear of talking to people which brings us to <laughs> a lot about this conversation here which is so great look let me ask you some questions about what you do and um and bring some of the juice on on your work in the world so the first thing I'd love to know is you know what is the point of speaking, how can women in business use speaking to grow their business? What are the benefits of adding this into what they do? Because we know marketing, ah, oh, there's just so much of everything. This Is this just another thing or, you know, what are the benefits? I mean, I wouldn't necessarily say it's another thing. I think and I feel like I might be a bit biased being a public speaking coach, but I feel like it is the thing uh, because, you know, I recently uh, on my own podcast interviewed a, a buyer's agent by the name of Jack Henderson, and he's doing incredibly well. Like he's just gone from a couple of years ago to starting his business to now, you know, really, really successful. And he said to me, he puts himself out there doing videos and just talking all the time at whatever topics he wants. And he's constantly putting himself out there. He said, I'm not necessarily the best in my industry and same as Mark Burris, those people of the world, <laughs> but I'm the most well-known. And he said, putting yourself out there is the ultimate. If you want to build and scale and become known and get referrals, get leads, get sales. And I've seen it. I've seen, I've worked alongside really high performing CEOs and they've walked into meetings and I've helped them prep and they've literally not known anything about the topic. Uh, and they just walked into the room and they've just used a couple of techniques and they've been able to command the room. Everyone's just going, wow, that guy's amazing. Or that girl's amazing. And they've just been able to use their confidence and I've walked back out of the meeting and they're like, I didn't know anything about that topic, had no idea what I was talking about, but no one would have known that. And it's mm -hmm. all about faking it till you make it, the confidence, people are drawn to that. 
and you put yourself out there constantly, whether it be on stage, whether it be doing Facebook, Instagram lives, stories, uh, just recording videos, people then can get to know you through public speaking by what comes out of your mouth. They might like you, they might not, but it's just putting yourself out there and becoming known to me. It is the thing. It's the ultimate thing, especially in the online world. And, and women in particular don't back themselves enough. We have imposter syndrome, that self-doubt, and that's why we, we are hesitant, but you just need to start. And the more you do it, the, you know, the more your confidence will build up. You'll make mistakes. You'll learn from them. You'll get that encouragement from people and you'll start to develop followers. So there's no, you're never ready, but just start and putting yourself out there. Mm. Yeah, I think that's so true, particularly with, you know, women feeling that imposter syndrome and being so hesitant to put their hand up and find their voice. It's it's a huge thing. But, you know, I mean, I guess it, I actually really agree with you. I think it is the thing, you know, whether you're paid or whether it's, you know, your marketing strategy, people want to hear the sound of other people's voice. They want to hear what they've got to say. It's like a critical part of the process. So um, that's really great to hear you, you speak about that. Looking for, you know, you talk a lot about paid speaking and that's obviously the name of your program, Paid to Speak. People who are looking for paid speaking opportunities, you know, I think sometimes we think that, you know, someone's got to come and knock on our door for us to just, you know, hit the jackpot with a paid speaking opportunity. But I know that that's actually not the case because I've heard you speak. <laughs> so I'd love for you to share with, you know, what where can people looking for paid speaking opportunities start looking for those opportunities? Yeah, great question. So I guess I'll start off by saying there really are hundreds of opportunities every day in Australia alone. And it's not until you start putting yourself out there and getting paid gigs and I'm talking at least a $1,000 gig, at least, um, mm -hmm. that you realise because the snowball effect from that, you get off the stage and then someone will offer you a $5,000 gig or a $10,000 gig and you just keep getting better and better and better each time. And it, just to tell the story on to how I kind of got into this world, I mean, I've, I've been speaking for years and most of the time I would charge maybe couple of hundred, if not free, a lot of the time to go and entertain audiences. And quite often, you know, I shake my head thinking about it, but quite often the event organiser was making money off me being the speaker. They were charging a ticket price, sometimes thousands of dollars um, at, at conferences and all of us speakers was coming there for free and we weren't even able to pitch. All in the know? name of publicity. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, yeah. I, I did that for exposure. years. Exposure, the exposure token. You've got to love it, don't you? Yeah, yeah. And I think women in particular undersell themselves in this space. And it was last year in December that I was asked to speak for a corporate gig and it was a full day and I had no time. You know, I was I was getting off local council and my other half was running and it was coming up to Christmas. It was a really, really busy time and I literally had no time in the diary to fit it in. And so I just quoted the client tens of thousands, uh, literally, and just went, they'll say no to that. You know, I'm, unfortunately, I can't do it. 45 minutes later, they accepted the quote. And it was seriously, Sharon, like six times at least more than I normally would charge, probably more than that. And it was, I just got stopped in my tracks because I realized for years I had been undercharging 
Mm-hmm. And also I'd been telling everyone else to charge a lot less than that and giving away their knowledge for free. And so it was a really momentous occasion. I did the gig, of course. I did try to fit it in. I did make room for it. <laughs> um, but then what followed was another gig. And I, and then and then I got off the stage and it was a virtual thing in the end. And they said, oh, do you know anyone else that could speak? Our budget's 10, 15,000 for a 45-minute spot. And I said, oh, yeah, sure. What's the, the topic? They said, we don't care, just anyone inspiring that can talk to a, a bunch of managers. And then I kind of realized, wow, this is a whole different world. And then it's just one after another. I don't want to be an agent either. So what I did was I created a course and it took five months putting together how much you should charge, all that sort of thing, how to find the gigs. But to answer your question, it's there actually are some low-hanging fruits when it comes to finding speaker gigs. Um, a couple of really easy ways, and it's just a matter of getting into a habit of doing this. Number one, go on to, say, Instagram and do a hashtag search on call for speakers, speakers wanted. And you can kind of experiment. So if you're in the, you know, the if you're a doula, I know you've got a lot of clients in that space, you might say yeah. call for speakers doula or call for speakers wellness or soulful speakers wanted 2023. Just start um, playing around with the different hashtags. And I've actually scored quite a few gigs that way. And they might be international gigs. I might do them online. Uh, and I now know some of them are paid but if they're not paid I now command the fact that I want to be able to pitch my services and in some cases I might might do something for free but I'll walk off the stage with $20,000 in in client sales you know or or course sales or membership academy sales whatever it is so it's been worth my while to do it for free Mm -hmm. in being able to pitch so that's a really great way of being able to just scan Instagram to do that another really effective way is to just go onto Google and search call for speakers wanted and then experiment with that. So call for speakers wanted Sydney, call for speakers wanted 2023, wellness, leadership, mental health, sales, marketing, whatever you are into, do a Google search. And uh, it's amazing what will come up for all different conferences. They're all advertising for speakers now. I just did a a quick search before I came on here. And there's a whole bunch. I was talking to accountants this morning. And there are accountant uh, speaker call-outs happening left, right, and center for all these conferences. And many of them are paid as well. So there's just some really low-hanging fruit there. Other strategies, including LinkedIn. So reaching out to people using LinkedIn, using the search feature and connecting with people. Other strategies aren't as short-term, so it's long-term. You know, I like to say it's like a, a bath and you keep putting drops into the bath. So doing videos, sharing content, doing stories, doing videos, doing podcasts, podcast guesting. Uh, someone might hear you and then go, I like that person. I really resonate with that person. I like their style. I like what they're they're talking about. And then they may book you as a speaker from that. So that's really powerful as well. And also just adding value. So in Facebook groups, people might ask questions about being a doula, being a divorce coach, being a public speaking coach, all sorts of things uh, to help them. And then just being helpful in those groups. And then it comes back your way um, as well. But definitely sharing content. I'm always sharing content, podcasts, blogs, videos. Whenever I think of a topic, I get my phone and I record it. And so many speaking gigs have come from Instagram alone, let alone LinkedIn. Um, And then failing all that, a really other piece of low-hanging fruit, as I like to say, is just put the word speaker in your bio. 
if people don't know you're a speaker, they don't know you're available to be booked. So just a simple speaker in your Instagram profile, your LinkedIn profile, on your website, having a speaker page, mm-hmm. it's really, really effective for people to know, okay, I can book this person. They are, they are a speaker and it's just positioning yourself as a professional. I love that. And, uh, you know, it took great inspiration from that when you spoke on that in our, in my solid membership, you know, some of your tips, particularly around in, uh, LinkedIn were great. Um, and, you know, having that centered on the website, I went and did that straight away. So, um, which I loved. Actually, I had, I did have a link to my one pager, but on a new website I'm building, I'm actually building out a complete page, which is, um, feels really good. It's very exciting to be, to be doing that. What are some of the top tips you give your clients about, you know, about speaking, about how to actually deliver to the public? Yeah. How long have we got? <laughs> I can I can talk on I this topic. Top all day. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, so a couple of things, gosh, so many, but the, the quick wins. First of all, you want to have a plan because you want to work out who is actually going to be in your audience. Because what you might say to a bunch of retirees will be different to what you'll say to university students so it's getting some real clarity on who actually is in your audience and what your aim is so that's important even if I've got five minutes I'll work out what's my aim what am I trying to get these people to think feel or do you know am I raising awareness am I reinforcing a perception or I just reassuring them of something and that might be the case of you know say a mortgage broker reassuring the public about interest rates or a finance person so I'll do that and then when I've worked out my aim I work out who the audience is and then I work out my message what I need to say to achieve that aim and I always say to people whether you're doing a a 60 second presentation or if you're doing a 60 minute keynote you don't really want to have any more than three main messages And out of those three, what's your top message? Because anything more than that, and your audience won't remember, they really, especially if you're one of many speakers at a conference or, you know, a a retreat, they get to the end of the day and we've all done it. We've looked, I thought Sharon was the first speaker. What did she talk about again? And so you really want to leave your audience with no choice, but to remember what you're about. How do we do that? Probably the number one way is through storytelling. People are 22 times more likely to remember a fact if it's wrapped around some sort of story. And so there's so many different ways you can inject storytelling into your presentation. There are connection stories. So I'll often, when I start out my presentation, I'll talk about the fact that I've made lots of mistakes on stage. I've fallen over. I've not quite hit the mark. I've not handled questions properly. And I'm immediately establishing that connection. So I was where you are now that kind of thing. There's also transformational stories. People love this, Sharon. If you've got an anecdote or someone that you've worked with, one of your clients, you can talk about the before and the after, what they were doing and now look where they are. And that's why those, I was $80,000 in debt and now I've just bought my first mortgage 18 months later. Those types of transformational stories, people love them. Mm-hmm. And also some statistics, facts and insights, and then maybe painting the vision, imagination, painting a lovely picture about the future and what you want people, people's journey to take them on. So lots of little stories are a great way to do that as well. And then it's a matter of just being really clear on your messaging because anything, people's attention spans are pretty short these days. When I used to do this training, maybe even 
three, five years ago, I used to say, you want to have three to five key messages. Nowadays, I'm saying one to three (laughs) because honestly, everyone's scrolling. They're thinking about what they're doing on the weekend, what they did last weekend, what they're going to have for dinner, thinking about their kids. They're not fully focused um, compared to what we used to be. Just It's just context switching. It's social media. There's a whole heap of reasons. But as a speaker, remember that and be really clear on your messaging and leave your audience with no choice, but to remember what you're all about and have that clear call to action. Yeah, I love that. And anybody who's listening you know, who wants to do this, you know, there is so much gold in that one answer. I really recommend that you go, you know, you grab a pen and paper, go back and listen to that answer and just write those dot points down. Cause I was sitting there then thinking, yeah, my next keynote that I'm preparing, I'm coming back to listen to this podcast episode. <laughs> It'll go down in history, Jamie. Oh, I'm um, glad. I'm glad. So much juice in that, you know, like really, you know, so much juice, so much truth. And, you know, I love that idea of the storytelling, weaving in that inspiration around, you know, facts and figures or, you know, statistics, things that, you know, you want people to know and understand, but you also want to inject that inspiration and that connection with your audience is so, so important. Absolutely. Yeah. I want to talk to you about, um, about the fears that people experience with public speaking. And I know that you do a lot of work helping your clients overcome fears. I mean, I know clients say to me, public speaking is, we know, the most common universal of fears. Um, And so it can be really difficult for people to even overcome that enough to do a, a live stream or, you know, talk on video, even watch themselves talking, listen to themselves back. We all have that cringe fest when we first start to listen to ourselves back. You do get over it. Um, but I, I wanted to know, what are some of the things that you recommend to to do to help people overcome the fear of public speaking? Yeah, great question. So I guess it's important to realise why you are nervous uh, for a start and there's different reasons. So it might be fear of rejection. You know, oh, people are going to think this about me. They're going to think that about me. And at the end of the day, it's a matter of mindset because I know, and I've, I've spoken being in politics, I've spoken to audiences who weren't on my side, no matter what I said, uh, but you're never going to please everyone in the audience. Some people might not resonate with you. They might, might not like your hair. <laughs> um, you know, you're never going to please everyone. And it's important to acknowledge and accept that. But think about the majority of people that are there who have come to be educated, inspired, motivated to learn something from you. And that's your purpose. So it's important to really focus on that. You've got a job to do and that's what you're there to do and focus on that. And it's really, it's really, really important. There are other things people forget or they, they're worried about forgetting. And there are a couple of strategies you can use, including just finding out what works for you. So I used to actually write my entire presentation out word for word. It was like a comfort blanket thing, knowing that if I did lose my train of thought, I could go over to the lectern and it was all there for me. Nowadays, I'll have dot points or I'll just rely on the slides behind me to prompt me. But it's also a matter of finding out what makes you feel comfortable and what makes me feel comfortable may not make you feel comfortable. So, for example, I like to have a handheld microphone. 
and other people like a lapel. I feel very vulnerable with a lapel microphone generally. I do too. Yeah, <laughs> I'm glad. I mean, I know professional speakers love it because they've got their hands free, but I've just seen it go wrong too many times where some tech guys had to jump up on the stage and, and fix it behind their yeah, <laughs> go down their dress and fix it. Yeah, I just don't want that. And I, I feel I can't turn it off. So I can't say anything off the cuff if I need to. I just personally prefer a handheld. I like to have a lectern. I like to have a clicker. I like the lights to be dim. I like my audience seated in round tables rather than lecture style or cocktail style. But it's a matter of the more you do making mental notes in, in regards to what makes you feel the most comfortable. And then as a speaker, you can actually command that. So yeah. many times they'll, an organizer will say to me, how do you want the room set up? Uh, also, I'll try and always get to the venue ahead of time and I will walk up if it's a break, depending on where I'm up to where in, the, in the schedule, I will get up there and I'll just stand there and visualize and get a feel for the room rather than going in cold. I think that's really, really important. And then some people also get a fear of what, what, running out of time. And I think it's generally good to go under than over because A, the audience will fill it with questions. If, you, if you're there for a, an hour, Try and do 40 minutes when you're prepping because the audience love the opportunity to ask questions, to fill it to the hour. It's a very great way of getting some engagement up as well. Failing that, the organiser usually likes to have a little bit of extra time if you happen to go under because the audience can take a bathroom break or go get a coffee or have a stretch. Uh, so I think it's important to rehearse. And rehearsal is going to be the answer to a lot of these fears because mm. you're going to be able to handle think about questions that might come your way as well and how you would handle that and and you want to rehearse those left field tough nasty questions as well and then rehearse your response to those but also the more you rehearse the more comfortable you feel and you can start to focus on other things like where you inject pauses into your presentation where you can go a little bit faster a little bit slower how you can uh, inject some engagement tools, like even little things, Sharon, such as I'll often ask a question of the audience. And I yeah. used to say, "Who? I want to see a show of hands. Who here has felt this way? And I have learned I'm going to get the most amount of participation from the audience if can I... Can I guess? Can I guess? Oh, yeah, sure. Go. You get them to say yes. Oh, no, almost, almost. Oh. And that's a good way. I should try that as well. But what I'll do is I'll put my hand up at the same time and say, yes. who here, I want to see a show of hands, who here has so-and-so. Yeah. And by you putting your hand up, just that visual cue. Mirroring. Yeah, people are yeah. more likely. And I've learned that because I yeah. used to ask the question, uh, you know, see a show of hands and people would just sit there. <laughs> And now, guaranteed, they always put their hand up, especially yeah. if it's, it's a straight answer. Who here's ever had a nerve, got nervous when they're public speaking? And just little yeah. engagement tools like that, getting people to write things down, share it amongst the table, just trying to get the audience participating is going to create that higher engagement uh, level and it's going to make you a better presenter generally. So hopefully that it's answers. It's great question. for the different types of learners in the audience as a teacher um, because, yeah. you know, the kinesthetic learners are going to love that you know, that ability to move in their chair and respond, um, you know, they're going to love that. That's going to have them highly engaged as well, which is great because often, you know, learners when it comes to speaking is more, um, you know, more audio, audio but ultimately, um, you know, that's why having slides and things is great for visual learners and, you know, definitely, you know, hands up, stand up, you know, whatever it may be. <laughs> 
um, you know, it's great to get that audience participation for those kinesthetic learners as well. I love that. And, you know, one of the things that you, I just want to pick up on one of the things that you said as a mindset coach myself is, you know, when you were talking about overcoming those fears and you were saying, you know, really um, be clear about, you know, what you're there for, like what the purpose is. And I just want to, I just want to really drill down on that for for the listeners and you know that's something that I talk a lot about in when it comes to imposter syndrome because when we are feeling fear or feeling impostery around whatever it may be it's usually because we're shining the light on ourselves. whereas if we're able to shine the light outwards at the people that we're here to serve you know it instantly a lot of our fears dissipates and we you know our motivation increases and it's almost like our sense of duty our inner divine masculine rises and our our divine masculine is is one that says I must I must do it you know and so our energy and our behavior that follows that is you know usually has some of that fear drop away so I think that that's a really great strategy and definitely one that I talk about a lot um, as, as a mindset coach to help reduce some of those fears that may come up and it's just you know it's just centering centering the people that you're here for instead of centering yourself which is a really beautiful thing to do if you're feeling fear <laughs> so true it's all mindset <laughs> yeah it really is um so your, your paid to speak course is launching again on the 8th of November. You had a very, very successful first launch. Um, tell us a bit about this program. Yeah, so it took me five months to put the program together. Um, I'm so excited about it because, yeah, um, first launch, we had 30 people join up in June and the results that those people are getting, it's just warms my heart and that's what it's about that you know someone the next week made a five thousand dollar speaking gig with queensland health she just took all the content used the scripts pitched herself and scored a, a job straight away and it was via zoom and and there's been so many more examples since then and so the course is pretty big like it, it's it's kind of a hybrid course so you get about 62 videos and that takes you through everything on how to find or how to find speaking gigs, how much to charge. If you do speak, speak for free, what to ask for exactly, um, how to get onto podcasts, how to come up with your speaker bio. And you literally get drag and drop templates where you can just drag. I give you all mine. I also show you how much I charge and, and the sort of the system I go through um, when I'm actually pitching to a client. You get a four-page speaker bio template, a six-page speaker bio template, hundreds of contacts. So I actually give you every state and federal government department. There's emails there too that you can pitch to. And that took us about 36 hours to put together. Um, the course itself is just five months worth. I've just worked so hard on it. Plus you get a group coaching session with me included and you also if you join up from the wait list you get a one-on-one -on -one, uh, session with me which is really exciting I've got 250 people on the wait oh my list goodness. <laughs> so I'm pretty busy because you get six months to use that so I kind of recommend people to kind of absorb a bit of the content do the group coaching session yeah. then have the one-on-one -on -one. some of the clients are just if you take everything I give you you just go for it you're going to make money 
You know, it's it's like a guarantee. If you do everything that I give you, it's just a no-brainer because of the amount of paid speaking gigs that are out there. And uh, I'm really, really excited to, to open the doors on the 8th of November because I just can't wait to see the results people are going to get. And the other thing is, you're never ready because some of the objections I get from people, oh, I'm not confident enough yet. So I've actually created a whole module in the course on how to get ready, how to get over your nerves and fears, how to present with purpose, how to craft your message so it sells uh, and, you know, what topics sell as well and, and how, to, how to find those clients that are happy to pay the big bucks and really talk to them. So you're never ready. To be honest, you, you are never ready. But if you just start and you start getting these gigs, it's amazing how quickly your confidence builds, your profile builds. Uh, so, yeah, I'm on to, I feel like I'm on a winner here and I'm very excited to see the results people are going to get from the next intake because the wait list is, is pretty incredible. I love it. It's I can definitely attest to the training that Jamie provides, uh, you know, the the solid training that Jamie has that's now in the solid portal as we speak um, was by far one of the most popular trainings that we've had in 2022 um, and you know people keep coming back and saying oh I've used this I've used that I've you know I've really um, you know they've really got a lot of benefit out of that so um, I can definitely highly recommend um, highly recommend the program um, and in a moment um, Jamie I'd love you to share where listeners can um, find and follow you and get onto that waiting list. But before we do, I have a couple of questions that I ask every guest. So um, the first of those is, how would your folks describe what you do for a living? (laughs) They're probably confused (laughs) because I've worn so many hats for so many years. I've been in the Air Force. I've been a local counsellor. I've been a, a public servant. I've been a business owner. But I think they might get it now. I think they get the whole online course thing. I think they would say that I help people become better public speakers. Oh, great. That's that's good. That's good that they know. And what has been the most joyous part of your life and business journey to date? Uh, well, I, I kind of included as part of the journey is having my kids because, you know, I had my first child in the middle of my state election campaign. I had this brand new baby and, um, yeah, it was the most proud moment of my life, giving birth to those two boys. So even though it's not my business journey, I, I feel like they've kind of been intertwined in it all. But specifically business is uh, is launching my course and seeing the results that have come from that. You know, it's one of those things, if I won lotto, if I won Powerball, which is a big one, $160 million, I would still do it. And that is a great place to be. And I would still help people become better public speakers and get paid for it. Yeah, it's a labour of love. I love that. Uh, And where can listeners find and follow you and how can they get onto your waiting list for Paid to Speak? Sure. So they can just go to paidtospeak.com.au, nice and easy website, join the wait list there. The wait list will actually open on the 5th of November, which is a Saturday. It opens 72 hours um, prior to everyone else. And that's where if you join from the wait list, you're going to get that bonus one-on-one with me. It's, it's a no-brainer. I guess that's why the wait list is so big. Yeah. Um, and they can just go to my website if they want. I've got a free checklist actually on how to become a highly paid speaker. And you just go to jamieabbott.com or jamieabbott.com.au. All roads will lead you to me. And my handle on everything on LinkedIn, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook is just Jamie Abbott, J-A-I-M-I-E and A-W-B-O-T-T. 
and you'll be able to send me a message. And for those listening on the pod right now, um, you'll find all of those details in the show notes. So do make sure that you grab those and um, those amazing offers from Jamie with um, with that checklist and also jumping on the wait list for Paid to Speak. Jamie, thank you so much for your time today. It's such a pleasure talking to you. We were fortunate to meet just the other day in person, which was lovely. And um, I look forward to continuing to watch your journey and all the best with your upcoming launch. Oh, likewise. It was lovely to meet you, Sharon, in Will Gorgars. Kind of like meeting someone for the first time off Tinder or something, you know? <laughs> you know Finding you each other in a busy cafe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was so nervous. It was so lovely. We could have spoken all day. And uh, and thank you again for having me, not only inside your fabulous membership, but also on your podcast. And it's it's been great connecting with you. Such a pleasure. Thank you so much. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Joyous Journeys in Life and Business podcast. I'm your host, Sharon Joy. Jump on over to find me on the web at SharonJoyCoaching.com. This podcast is proudly produced and recorded on Gombangir country. I'd like to pay my respects to elders past, present and emerging.